It is day four of the federal election campaign, Thursday the 14th of April. My name is Cam Wilson and welcome to Crikey's Election Cast. It's only been a couple of days on the campaign trail and already both leaders of major parties have had blunders and realistically speaking are probably keen for a bit of fresh air that comes with a long weekend. But there is at least one political leader who is riding high at the moment, as Crikey's news editor Georgia Wilkins tells our audience editor Imogen Champagne, and that's Adam Band, who had a bit of a viral campaign moment just yesterday for all the right reasons. To explain that and wrap up the week, over to you, Imogen and Georgia. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Crikey's Daily Election Cast, where we are giving you an independent and honest look at the politics, policy, and campaign antics in the lead up to the federal election 2022. My name is Imogen Champagne. I'm Crikey's audience editor. And welcome to the final election cast of the week before we all drift into a lovely long weekend. Today, I'm speaking to Crikey's news editor, Georgia Wilkins, about Adam Band's gaff-stopping response to a journalist yesterday, plus a few of Morrison's backflips and broken promises so far in this election. And on top of this, we currently have a sale on where you can choose what you pay for a Crikey membership. And there's also some merchandise up for grabs. Our artist in residence, Gorky, has drawn this very sad little democracy sausage that we've put on a tote bag for Crikey readers. Um, So get on that and get a bag. So without any more preamble, let's get Georgia Wilkins up. Hello, Georgia, and welcome for the first time to Crikey Election Cars. Hi, Imogen. It's great to be here. Um, So I'll jump straight in. The election campaign started off pretty gaff-heavy with Albanese's inability to spout data, making headlines for days. And um, Greens leader Adam Bant has just pushed back pretty hard against this yesterday when he responded to the AFR journalist gotcha question with Google it, mate. Can you talk a little (laughs) bit um, about the impact of this response and also Uh, just just why Albanese didn't say something like this as well? Yeah, look, for for those who missed it, as you say, um, so Greens leader Adam Bant was speaking at the National Press Club yesterday and he got a, a little nice little gotcha question from uh, AFR journalist Ronald Wazen. And um, look, the, the the question was reasonable. He, he sort of had a preamble and he said, oh, and by the way, you know, what's the WPI? And um, for those of you who don't know, and it's probably most of you, the WPI is the Wage Price Index. And in fact, I've spent several years as a business journalist, and I'm not sure that the question he asked was asked in the right way because the index itself isn't necessarily that important. It's more the quarterly increase in how much wages have gone up or not gone up that matters. But anyway, you know, in the same vein that Albo was grilled about what's what's the cash rate, what's the uh, unemployment rate, he was asked this. Um, and <laughs> unlike Albo, who sort of um, flailed, he said the wrong answer and then said he didn't know. Um, Bant just hit back with, Google it, mate, <laughs> and then went on about how, you know, these types of questions were undermining trust in the media and trust in politicians and how, yeah, basically, you know, um, we should be addressing actual issues and ideas and rather than just, like, giving politicians pop quizzes about obscure economic data. Um so, yeah, look, I, I think we've sort of dissected this quite a bit this week because of the diff- the various gotchas that have, been, that have cropped up. And, of course, this all began um, even before the election campaign when Scott Morrison was asked the price of milk, the price of petrol, he couldn't name um, the price of bread either. Um, 
But, you know, it's it's funny that I, I think as you wrote as well this week, you know, there's there's gotchas and there's gotchas. So <laughs> I think we've, we've seen the full spectrum now. You know, I think a lot of average yeah. people would have expected, you know, someone, to, the politi- a politician to know the price of milk and, and the price of petrol especially, which is, you know, has really direct um, impact on them. And obviously mm. Albo should have known the unemployment rate. He's <laughs> trying to be leader of this country. It's probably a number that should be front of mind to him but when you get sort of I don't know more pointy-headed questions about um you know economic data I think it was all just a bit much and um yeah I think that's why Bant has (laughs) gained a bit of traction online um I'm sure his media advisors would have had a great day with that Oh, yeah, I've seen them. Uh, they they put that into quotes and put it all over their Instagram <laughs> straight away, which is understandable. It was a big moment. And I've, I've also seen, like, I mean, online uh, from what I can see, everyone is pretty happy with his response. Like, voters are pretty happy with his response. Do you think that this shows that, like, the Australian public is pretty ready for reporters to stop asking those kind of questions? Yeah, well, I think the response just shows that how desperate voters are for politicians to actually talk about real things and, yeah. you know, actually believe in in something and have passionate responses to something. I think, you know, it, it was less about the gotcha and maybe more about the fact that he said, you know, we need to be talking about actual ideas of substance and stuff. And, yeah, I think it just kind of, I think, you know, the voters are sort of smart enough as well to know when something, someone should know something like the employment rate and when yeah. someone's just kind of showing off their knowledge. And I think this one came across to most people as the latter, um, even if it wasn't in- intended to be like that. Um, it yeah. kind of just felt like a bit of a, a show-off question. But, um, yeah, and I think, yeah, it sort of shows the limitation these gotcha questions have. Like it's very different to not know the price of petrol and bread. Um, not knowing what the WPI is, I don't know. It's <laughs> might not be as big an issue for, for the average person. Yeah, absolutely. I also think like <laughs> maybe a little bit silly, but like the political parties always try to look like super relevant and like with it on social media by posting memes and stuff. And I do think the answer of like, just Google it, mate, is like the most <laughs> the most kind of relevant a politician has been for quite we've a all, while. We've all thought it, right? We've all thought, like, we've all been asked a question, you're like, just Google it. So, yeah, yeah. of course, like, he spoke for all of us <laughs> when, um, when asked that. And, yeah, look, it, it's funny as well because, you know, poor Bant doesn't have a whole lot of friends in Parliament. He gets shot down by everyone. He gets ridiculed by everyone. Um, so, yeah, he finally got a win and I think, you know, it's probably a bit, probably deserved <laughs> yeah absolutely and i think charlie lewis wrote a little bit more about this in tips and, and murmurs today didn't he yes he did and it's well worth a look um at that as well he's getting yeah. his perspective yeah absolutely um so away from that uh yesterday morrison basically ditched his promise to establish a federal anti-corruption commission what do you think this tell, tells voters about his and his government's integrity? Yeah, so integrity has been obviously a huge issue Morrison's whole time as PM. We've had scandal after scandal. We've had pork barrelling become completely normalised. Um, mm. We've had sports rorts. We've had car park rorts. We've had, you know, you name it. We've had blatant corruption in the form of jobs for mates. We've had political appointments at the AAT, which Crikey's <laughs> written about extensively. Um, Georgia used to cover... Um, 
Sorry, what was your what was your old conflict of interest? Conflict of interest. So you're handling this off and it's like you know these very very well. Issue of integrity (laughs) or the lack of. Um, So yeah, like this this has been an issue um, that's been bubbling away for Morrison. And so the background to this was that the Morrison government promised to set up a anti-corruption commission, but it was never actually introduced. And so last night they officially dropped it, even though there was not really anything to drop. It's just a Mm. proposal. but, you know, there's some nuances here. So as Crikey's written a number of times, the, the model proposed by the government under former Attorney General Christian Porter, he was the one who commissioned it and designed it. It wasn't just really toothless. It would have actually helped protect crooked politicians. Like that's how bad mm. the proposal was. So, I mean, it's actually a good thing that we don't have that because we don't want that. That would have been kind of bad. But, you know, the fact that they've said that they would introduce some sort of integrity commission back down on it, that's a broken promise. And I think people should be rightly concerned about that. Um, they said they would, they didn't. That's fair enough. And people should be angry about that. And the bigger issue is that, of course, we need some kind of integrity commission, um, given like the things that we've seen over the last few years. And I think most voters would be really angry that this has now become a broken promise. And um, Morrison was asked about this today because he dropped it last night. And I think he said we wouldn't be bringing forward the legislation unless Labor supported it in its current form. Now, that's quite misleading. Labor hasn't supported the proposal because it supports a a stronger model. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that the government hasn't actually introduced it to Parliament. So Labor's support is kind of irrelevant. So yeah, in in effect, we have this completely nonsensical debate where the Prime Minister is blaming Labor for failing to introduce (laughs) his own bill to Parliament, which is kind of ridiculous. But then like, what's also really interesting is that he actually went further today. And so if you you go back and read his comments about it today, um, he said, when when he was asked about the need for an integrity commission, he didn't just say, look, we've dropped it, blah, blah, blah. He actually sort of dug in and, um, you know, put made it very clear that he disagreed with um, have the idea of having a federal ICAC. He said the New South Wales ICAC was um, a kangaroo court. He described it as a circus, I think. He said, I'm not going to introduce a kangaroo court. He said, I've lived with that in New South Wales. I've seen the lives destroyed by that commission. Um, and uh, seems to operate through politics and shaming people and the proper process that should go through those issues, um, it should be properly considered. So, you know, I think it shows really that this isn't just a broken promise. Morrison really doesn't. He's really nailing his colours to the mask here and saying, you know what, I actually don't want integrity. I don't want a commission that looks at integrity at all. I'd prefer not to have have one. Thank you very much. And, you know, I think voters will find that deeply concerning and should be questioning that. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, so just quickly, Georgia, on something else that Morrison has kind of made headlines about, he's, he's recently backflipped on his support for Liberals engaging in anti-trans rhetoric after the offensive social media posts by a Liberal candidate, Catherine Deves, were unearthed. This was just yesterday. Um, Can you talk a little bit about Morrison's stance on trans issues? The Coalition is putting out some incredibly mixed messages. Can you tell us what is going on? Yeah, so initially, um, so I guess first of all, what you probably need to know about what she said, um, it's just come out last night. Uh, according to a deleted post online, Debs has um, said that trans kids have been surgically mutilated and sterilised mm. and that she was triggered, which is a funny word for her to be using, but anyway, by the rainbow flag because it, it means that LGBTI people were demanding something. So those were quotes that have been published that she allegedly posted online and have, has deleted. 
And she's also said that celebrating LGBTI Australians is a kind of grooming, which is designed to capture children um, and adolescents as profit centres by promoting hormonal and surgical gender transition. So these are ex- extreme views. These are not, you know, women in sport views. These are very, very extreme views. And initially, Morrison uh, was sort of exploiting those views for culture war purposes. She's, he said that, you know, she's standing up for things that she believes in, and I share those views. Um, and it's just common sense. But by yesterday, um, it became toxic enough that Morrison was sort of backing off and sort of saying that, yeah, they're not views that I was aware of or something like that. So, yeah, look, he it, it, <laughs> he's obviously trying to play to different audiences. And I mm. think Cam, Cam Wilson wrote um, a really good piece about this in Crikey this week that, you know, Scott Morrison knows exactly what he's doing here when he talks about trans people and, you know, the the – the reality is that Australians support trans people overwhelmingly, um, but conservative political campaigners have identified it as a type of wedge that they could u- can use against Labor, and so they will probably continue to use that. And sadly, it has really serious real life impacts for people. For for people, so yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Georgia at Crikey, we've been publishing two editions a day since the start of the election campaign. We it's have. Been, it's been, been fun. very it's been, busy. <laughs> very busy. Um, yeah. What would you say people should be looking out for in this afternoon's edition that will be coming out at about 5pm today? Oh, look, you have to catch it today. It's going to be jam-packed. Um, nice. We've got some, we're, we're putting lots of little gems in there um, for readers so that they can fill their election cup, um, so to speak twice a day. Um, there's going to be a piece by Kishore Napier-Raman on the Christian lobby. There's also going to be an interesting piece looking at the seat of Wentworth. Um, and on top of that, Bernard Keane is going to be doing uh, – oh, Kishore and Bernard Keane are looking at sort of a wrap-up and looking at the polls and, and where we are heading. So, yeah, it's definitely worth looking into what we've got there um, this afternoon. Cool. Very nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. That was Georgia Wilkins, who is our news editor here at Crikey. Thanks, Georgia. Thanks, Mitten. Uh, We'll be, oh, I was going to say we'll be back tomorrow. We will not be. We'll be back after the long weekend. Uh, But also keep an eye out for our afternoon edition of Crikey, as Georgia just said. And just a quick reminder that we do have a sale on right now, so take advantage of that. And if you'd like to listen to any of our previous broadcasts, you can find Crikey's election cast on most podcast platforms and you can find all the previous ones up on our website as well. I'm Imogen Champagne. Thank you for listening to Crikey's election cast and we'll speak with you again soon. Crikey News Editor Georgia Wilkins speaking to our audience editor Imogen Champagne in a wrap of the official election campaign. That is Crikey's election cast for today. We will be back next week after the Easter break. And look, I'm not sure if you get an Easter wishes, but just in case we do, I wish that you would just spend a minute or two reviewing us on whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us a lot and other people find us as well. And as always, don't forget you can find everything the pair discussed here and more at crikey.com.au. Bye.